almost live from downtown Westport, it's Oh Brother, Not Another Podcast with Migs and Trace Bros. Here's my NPR version. Hi everyone. Almost live from downtown Westport, it's Oh Brother, Not Another Podcast with Migs and Trace Burrows. <laughs> you want to try? Yeah, you do one. Oh Brother, <laughs> Not Another Podcast. <laughs> With brothers, Migs Burroughs and Therese Burroughs. <laughs> yeah, so here we are with uh, Rachel Constantine. Teen? Are you a teen or a teen? Constantine. No E at the end. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's still Constantine. And you are, uh, how, do you, how do we know you? Me? How do I know you? How do I know me? You guys I just keep born? popping up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are, no. <laughs> You are Miss Ubiquitous uh, Actress uh, Face in the Crowd person. Where you know? How do I know you guys? I just I don't know. Where well, do I, I know you for diff- back because producing like small oh. budget films. So you sent me your headshot. This is like twenty years ago. Maybe. Twenty years ago, when I would get backstage, I would yeah send pictures of resumes to Reading, Connecticut. And that's you. And yeah. Years later, I actually met this guy behind. Mm. Oh, you had no clue who was no, I, behind the face, behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah. Just collecting women's headshots. Right. I just started, yeah. So I had that scheme for Richard Barnes for so long. No, but I guess every important artistic event in, in Westport, we bump into. You each know who other. else I have a headshot of is Dale Allen, like when she was like oh, twenty-two really? years old. Because yeah. she, I was going to give. I know she would. She, she knows you, what she looks like twenty years ago. I didn't. I still have it. You know, I heard she, she used to date in college. Vito Vigo Mortensen. Oh, really? Morgan, you know, the actor. Yeah, he was just in the movie Green. Yeah, Book. yeah, right. Supposedly that was her boyfriend in college. Oh, well, I'll have to ask her. Telling tales <laughs> out of school, but um, yeah. So, but you're an actress, right? Is that your? Yes, since I was two years old. Yeah, what was your first? I was um, Santa Lucia in Montessori school. Santa, it was Santa Lucia Day, and I was the tallest kid in the class. So I still remember standing in the wings in my little white gown. I think we actually had real candles in a ring on my head, and I came out. I can still remember. Maybe I was three at that point. I started nursery school at two. And was, that was my first acting job was Santa Lucia and then I was the queen who Did wouldn't smile in fifth grade with Mr. Tom Kretsch. You know Tom Kretsch? The, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Exactly. Nick Cross is he, did, he put on all of our school plays at Cranberry School. Oh, that's funny. And again, because I was the tallest kid in the class, I was probably five foot two. Now I'm five ten. But at that point, I was the tallest kid, so I got to be the queen. So that's how I got all of my good parts, <laughs> being the tallest kid. Yeah, I remember I only acted one. I was in, I think it was third grade. I was, we did a play on uh, Peru and I was Lima, Peru. I mean, she, you were a city? Yeah, I was a city. Like, so I had to speak, like, you know, say what our agriculture was. Or whatever. Anyway, I totally froze and ran off stage. Oh, no. I, I never did anything. But, but you have trace well, sales, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, my first thing is at Saugatuck Elementary Minstrel Show. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't wear blackface, but I was the yeah. They, they, this is back, and but and people, yeah. kids protested. Yeah, it, uh, all the you know the active activist ten year olds, and they had picket signs in the front. They said this is not right, which was cool because no one had a clue. I didn't have a, I didn't know anything about any of this stuff. I was ten years old, and uh, the teachers didn't either, for that matter. And anyhow, I was the interlocutor, which is I guess like the MC, and I was just like some. We didn't wear blackface. We didn't talk with like a fake southern, you know. 
Thank goodness, because it would come back to haunt you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, when yeah. I went for president. Yeah. <laughs> Let's leave that alone. So what are there, uh, can we drop some names or some oh. movies or TV shows you've been in? or Oh, or some of the favorite. Yeah, favorite actors I've worked with. Oh yeah, really. Yeah. Well, James Gandolfini, he was so sweet. This big guy, I don't know what he Were was. Were you in Sopranos or was it another? I was a stand-in on the show The Sopranos, but then we did a small independent film down in the New Jersey shore, and I just remember he, what was he, two hundred and fifty pounds, mm-hmm. six foot six or something. He comes up, hi, I'm Jim. And I was like, I know, I know who yeah, you are. Yeah. Oh, he was just so sweet and lovely. and Except when his ex-wife would call. Then he would take his cell phone and Ooh. smash it to the ground. <laughs> oh. But he was really, he was nice. And his son, Michael, he was there on the set. I think they're now going to be doing a Sopranos. Um, All right. In, like a prequel? Yes, it'll be a prequel. Oh. And I believe starring Michael, James Gandolfini's son. Oh, cool. Playing Tony. I lo- love that. Yeah. Uh, show so I can't wait to see that so he was one of the nicest people and then Pierce Brosnan James Bond yeah he, he was amazing uh, we did another independent film a lot of these guys will do films for very little money if it's if they know the playwright if they know this excuse me screen play writer right. yeah. <laughs> or the director or it was one of their old acting teachers so those are the most fun projects to work on very low budget and it's all character-driven. So he was absolutely wonderful. How, who's the worst person you, you ever had to... I can't say it because then I'll never be able to work with them again. You could, you could describe them kind of <laughs> generally. Oh, the know. initials are J-L. Or, or, so it's a, a guy, a, girl. a man, or a woman. J-L. Perhaps J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So... I, that's just one. Yeah. The men all tend to be very nice. Yeah. Oh, that's a tree. Oh, Robin Williams was wonderful. He was so sweet. Yeah. Is he as manic off? I mean... Well, he was very entertaining. Yeah. We didn't know... Guy didn't know all of his mm. emotional or mental problems. We just <laughs> were entertained by his comedy. We'd be in the middle of doing a movie, and he would just break into comedy. Right. <laughs> Improv. <laughs> just spur of the moment. Yeah. So he was he was fun to be around. Didn't I see? Were you with me when I went to visit you in Venice and we went to the comedy store? Yeah. And it was Richard... I mean, this was an all-star... This is just like out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. Richard Pryor and Robin Williams. Robin Williams. And, and Jeff Altman. And Jeff Altman. And, and so, yeah, so they just... It was amazing. I mean... To see them, yeah. Richard Pryor it was like the headline and Robin Williams was and this for is, him, believe it or not. this is early 80s. Yeah. Because it was my... Own. It was so funny. Richard Pryor live... I don't know. I just remember it being like, yeah, it was really funny. Wow. Yeah. But uh, but Pierce Brosnan, I had given him a book my father wrote called The Red Boyhood, Growing Up Under Stalin. Oh. And he read the book. He stops production on the film we're doing. They said, Pierce needs to speak with Rachel. So they find me. He wrote a beautiful letter on his own letterhead to my father, telling him how much he appreciated the book, how oh, much nice. he enjoyed reading it. And my father's a big, my father's 90 now, and a huge James Bond fan. Oh, wow. oh my God. So I came home with a letter from James Bond. <laughs> he was just so sweet and kind. And I, and I said to him, we were going to do a scene. I said, do you need help running your lines? Oh, no, no. No, Rachel. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm fine with this. 
But I did have a martini with James Bond. You did. We were doing it. We were doing a film in Brooklyn, and he got fed up. It was another low-budget independent mm. film, and he just didn't have the patience for what was going on. So he wandered off to a a little bar. <laughs> I don't know where in Brooklyn we were. Some dark street. Goes in, and I decided. Well, I'm off work by this point, so I went into the bar, sat down next to him. Of course, I had to order a martini. <laughs> Shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. And then, then I said, I think I'll have another one. And he said, knock yourself out. And then I offered him some money and he said, oh, I've got plenty of money. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I would offer to pay yeah, for my drinks. He said, I've got plenty of money, Rachel. <laughs> so there are some fun, it's usually behind the scenes, fun stories with people. Yeah. That's what's most rewarding. Did we ever on Law and Order? Did you ever do it? Oh, I'm so I mean, I'm a total addict, and I'm oh, just God. so curious about how. Well, I knew a guy, David Rogers. Did you know him? He lived in Westport. Yes, of course. He's been on a few Law and Order since died. Because Dulcie, I was good oh, friends oh, with Dulcie really? okay. at the Westport Playhouse. But it was so disturbing because I think in both episodes he was on, he was shot, he was murdered. He was a Jew. Oh. He played once. He played a jeweler who was held up by a drug addict, and. You know, he's just, there's David, and, and this guy pulls out a gun and shoots him. And it, and then one day, I had a meeting, and a committee meeting, and David Rogers was in the committee. And I said, David, this is really difficult. I just saw you get murdered last night. I, this is really hard to... Oh, to, it's awful. It's, I was with the Nishans last night, and the daughter said, Rachel, I was watching a movie, Sinister, and there you are, hanging from a tree. Oh. She said, I, it was horrible. I said, no, no, that was my stunt double. <laughs> She said, but it was still yeah. your character. She said, it was just so sad to see you. First, you're in the garden, and then you're at a picnic, and then you're hanging in a tree. So it is... But do they rehearse? Does Law & Order rehearse at all? Or they throw you out into a street, into a situation, like in a bar? Because they always use real places, right? Like bars or hotels? Yeah. Or... Well, there's also a soundstage oh, at um, okay. Chelsea Pier. Oh, okay. Um, I've worked on all three Law & Orders. Oh. And the original one was wonderful those actors yeah uh, I remember the original yeah um, I can't think of their names right <laughs> but yeah so I played judge jury j judge juror and then a criminal and we were shooting this was special victims unit shooting in New Jersey the director took one look at me and he, he just cracked up he's like with that face he's like you look like a cherub <laughs> you look like a, you know I, he said you just do not look like a hardened criminal I, you know <laughs> go play a nurse or something <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't go up, but that was pretty funny. But do uh, they were? I mean, again, what is there kind of prep for it? Or you just sort of you rehearse, you know, remember your lines, and then you're just thrown out there and do it once or twice? Or how? Does no, this? they, you know, each scene is shot about thirty times. Oh, is it really a lot? They do that yeah. much, really? Yeah. yeah, they'll well, they'll run through the scene yeah. for the blocking. Then the stand-ins will come in for the lighting and yeah, all that, yeah. and then they'll go finish memorizing their lines. You should talk to Scott Bryce if you want to talk oh, okay. to an actor who's probably worked on Law & Order more than anyone and many other shows. So, so for those kind of shows or even a film, like, okay, you have the scenes and, they had, and they're all over the place because they had to do all that prep work. Um, so do people just memorize their lines for that? They don't, like, read the whole script. When they get the script, like, you know, you're going to be in this, like, the, even the lead at primary actors, they don't memorize the whole script, do they? Or do they just go in and go, okay, I'm next. I'll, I'll review the paragraph I have to say or whatever. I don't know. I think with the soap operas, they would memorize the next day's, you know, they would go in and shoot the yeah. next day. So I think they would go home with the script and then pretty much learn the entire the script. script the night before. Yeah. 
but they used to have prompters on soap operas, and then they took them away. At least the oh. one I was this extra. I was a policeman on One Life to Live, and, oh. and they, but now was the day. They said it's our last day that you can look at prompters. So while they're reading they're, the prompters, you know, while they're acting, yeah, it's right behind them, you know. Oh, on Saturday Night Live, they do that. Oh yeah, you can see they're not even looking at the person they're talking to. They're, oh yeah, but, but there's so many, you know, so many rewrites, and that's yeah. Um, and you can see it, and it's a sketch comedy show, so it's kind of par- almost part of the. Yeah, f- yeah the crack ups are almost better. Yeah. Bill Hader, there's a whole, I watched the other day, there's a whole reel of Bill Hader's crack ups, you know, because he can't, can't. And they said that whole uh, Stefan, that whole character, oh, yeah. was doing this, that was that all, where he hold, puts his hands yeah. over his face and he looks all kind of coy and everything. He said that that was started because he kept cracking up and he had to cover his mouth. Oh, so it was. So it became <laughs> part of his character, you know. That was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> but. By the time you finish shooting one scene, you've memorized everyone's part. When I worked um, on Sex in the City, the four girls would sit there, and you would they would shoot it from every single angle. So, mm. you know, one a two-minute conversation may take ten hours to shoot. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> they, they do to, the whole thing in a week, right? <laughs> Pretty much? A couple of weeks. amazing. Oh, okay. So did, so did they get a, an inside? Did they did they get along at all? Do they all hate each other? I mean, the the, the the general thing is that they all hated each. Oh, they all hated what's her name? You know, oh, the star. Um, I don't know. They didn't talk about that. Oh, okay. But Sarah Jessica Parker, she was so yeah, lovely, yeah. sweet, <laughs> yeah. lovely. She was always singing, and she yeah. was really adorable. So she was another one of the. Oh, she was wonderful in Angelica Houston. What a class act oh, she yeah. is! I was her photo double and and stand in. Because I'm the same oh, yeah. height and oh. coloring. She wrote a beautiful thank you note to me. She gave me a gift at the end of the... And I was... Boy, how nice. I was yeah. her stand-in to, just to take the time. Is she do, still alive? Yes, Angelica Houston. Yeah. yeah. She was a wonderful, lovely lady. So they don't all have, you know, terrible reputations. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, that's nice. You said Trace said some... What's your closest? I know David Letterman used to have a segment called "Brush with Fame" or something. Yeah. What was your closest, or you know, maybe brush of brush with fame, or you know, with some celebrity or interaction? Um, when you look in the mirror every you've day, had a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many brushes; it's insane. Uh, don't say sitting here next to me. <laughs> the the uh, the, uh, the rock. British rock group The Animals wanted to beat me up once. Oh, oh, oh that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you because I said I didn't like Ringo as a drummer, <laughs> and I was in England, I was at the Marquee Club, where it's the famous Marquee oh, yeah. Club, and so, <laughs> so the, the the club owner took a liking to me, and these guys really one guy they and they were they were so angry. One guy had me up against the wall. I don't know which one it was of the Animals. It wasn't Eric Burden? He wasn't. But the other guys were there, and the other guy says, "He's a Yank. Leave him alone." You know, like but the, you know, so that was that. I don't know. Um, I chased Jimi Hendrix's manager down the street um, to tell him that I was the Jimmy Hend- I was the uh, drumming version of Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> Did, <laughs> you, catch pretty, him? Did pretty, you catch him? You yes, because yeah. he was really like, "Don't get away," you know. Mm-hmm. And he finally gave it. Okay, come to my office tomorrow, you know. And so he had this huge office. I mean, it was like this Chaz Chandler. Chaz Chandler, yeah, yeah. Who, who also was the bass player in the Animals, and discovered Hendrix and. Um, uh, I told I did my pitch about that I'm the Jimmy. I felt so weird saying because I knew it was so ridiculous, but I had, had you know I'm the Jimi Hendrix of drumming. He got so again. He got so so angry at me. He says 
if you ever use my name with yours, I'll castrate you. <laughs> yeah, and we use that in a quote. Yeah, I told that to Migs, <laughs> and he goes, oh, I'm going to make a poster of that. So it was me holding yeah. drumsticks, and it says, Chaz Chandler says, I'll you know, castrate you. And then I put it up, you know, I only... Marquee and all the clubs were the rock bands, small, you know, groupies, everyone. It was just two streets. So I put it up on the, the, the po poles and the walls. And a couple of people had seen it. They thought it was all over London because that's the only place they ever went with oh, these yeah, two yeah. streets, you know. Um, nothing ever became. I thought maybe he was going to, like, get really pissed at me. But, you know, you probably never saw it. I don't know. Oh, funny. <laughs> oh, I was just thinking something about the brothers. Mm. How I've known each of you independently for about 20 years and did not know you were brothers. Yeah, that seems to be a common uh, yeah. impression. But I'm looking at you both now. Do you realize you're dressed identically? Yes, I know. Oh, that's, <laughs> no, that's funny. No, you I both have, right. You but, both happen to show But we show don't up. look. People always say, you don't look. We don't. I don't. We, we used to. I think we used to talk about being. We thought we were adopted or something. Switched we could to never, the hospital or something. Because people would say, you don't look like your. Which parent do you look like? And they couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. But isn't that crazy? I knew you both. But I had no yeah. idea you were related. Yeah. Most people are just surprised Migs as a brother. <laughs> they don't even <laughs> never heard of me. Which I kind of feel a little indignant because like, hey, I grew up in this town. Yeah. But I haven't been here for 35 years. Yeah, so, so you haven't been as visible, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he had a much more illustrious early career than I ever did. I mean, he was on national TV and a game show and, and uh, really? interviewed by David Frost. Remember David Frost yes. interviewed Nixon? Yeah. Well, this next interview was Trace Burroughs. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Wow, I never knew this. And what game show were you on? Oh, well, it was Video Village. And oh. um, Monty Hall, who oh, did yeah. make a oh. deal with the uh, MC, also Jack Nards. So, you know, I was in the audience, filled out cards. My mother helped me because I was just 10 years old. And they called us called us up, a lot of coming back and interviews. And I got on, and um, I ended up being, like, the biggest winner they ever had. And then because I was a kid and I was good on that show, they called me up and said, do you want to go on another show? You don't have to audition. Just come on the show. Be like oh. a, So it was called Make a Face. And it was this thing with the wheel... Was a barrel was divided in three parts: cartoon faces, all the nose, the eyes, the mouth, and you had to mess, match them up. Like one, two, seven makes a face. So um, I was with a, a girl, and um, I was horrible at it, and she would have won. But at the end of the show, uh, the MC, who I can't remember his name, says, "Well, this is our last show, which I didn't know, and we're going off the air. So I'm giving both of you the grand prize. So I won more like money and a ping pong table oh, yeah. and encyclopedias. Trucks used to pull up. Yeah. so envious. <laughs> Trucks from Macy's and then Gimbal's at the time would pull up to our house and, you know, guys would unload these you know they had forklifts bringing things into the house really? i mean it was really? an yeah, endless yeah. stream of prizes and toys oh. and I, money i i lived in that till i was about 20 you know the, the of course things were yeah. cheaper back then but you i know. didn't this may be a false memory but i thought at one point the producer they liked you so much that they wanted to make a tv show about you or around you and dad wouldn't Go for <laughs> no, I'm so glad I didn't know about. It. No, I didn't. I didn't he, know. About he was that. too suspicious of the financial. I know he didn't want to sign anything. My, my yeah. mom wanted me to be an actor, and de my dad was against it. Yeah, well, that maybe that. And was she it, took yeah. me to some audition. I was so oblivious to acting. I didn't know how to do that. And I was with Jill Schwartz, and it was a commercial, and and I was just you know I didn't know how to emote. I wasn't into acting. It was her idea. She wanted me to be an a actor or a celebrity or something, so that didn't work out. Um, and then I was on a third show, and I, uh, uh, that I had an audition for it called Yours for a Song, where basically uh, they would read parts of uh, um, 
a song lyric. This, I was so stupid. It was unbelievable. And, and, and I was in a big... They had mostly adults, so they're trying out kids, and I was one of the kids. How old were you? Maybe I was 11 now, oh. you know, like a year later. So there's the, these are the words. I, I shouldn't even admit to this. But it's <laughs> Rob, 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 what's that song that uh, Robert Ronkey's Bob, Bob, Bobbing Along? Oh, yeah. Rob, what's that? What's Rob, that, the, that? Something. The, Robin, the Red, Red, Robin Rob, goes Bob, 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 Bob along. along. So they go, the Red, Red, Robin goes Bob, Bob. And what's the next thing? <laughs> and I couldn't figure it out. And they gave me like three chances. Oh. And I just froze. I said, I don't know. <laughs> so after the third chance, I said, oh, okay. And I was, that wasn't the end of my game oh. show career. Though when I went to California, there was a couple. I did get another game show in my 20s, Crosswits. And um, the woman from the Adams family, Carolyn Jones, was my celebrity partner. That I... Even though I saw the answers in advance, they had them on the oh. side, you know. I tried to memorize them, but I was so, like, my heart pumping and all that stuff that when it came to me, I just couldn't remember what I saw. And I, I won, like, a big bag of nail polish. <laughs> <laughs> Were you on a game show? Did you ever do No, I've never been. Oh. I'd like to go on Name That Tune. Do you remember Name That Tune? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can name that tune. That was so three much notes fun. or ten notes or, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Oh, but you were on To Tell the Truth. Right, To Tell the Truth, yeah. yeah. He was an imposter oh. on To I was Tell an imposter. I was supposed to be oh. a guy who, who sang in his bathtub and broke the Guinness Book record. <laughs> who I connected with, like last year, I was looking for the tape or something, and he's a doc, a really respected doctor and professor in Manhattan, and we talked for a couple of minutes oh, yeah. on the phone, and, and that was it. Oh, but how did you get a, a talk show at 10 years old? Well, I was watching... And not a talk show, a game show. Game show. I was watching television, and... And I thought to myself, um, Jesus, I'd like to go on that. This is so basic. I showed someday. My mother goes, well, it's your birthday. And we usually went into New York a lot to do stuff. So what do you want to do? I said, I want to go see that show, uh, Video Village. And so she took me in. And then from there, they passed out oh, cards. Oh, yeah, they passed out cards in the audience. Oh. Yeah. Never worked for me. but yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Well, she filled out most yeah. of it. But the big joke was that, you know, we just going to California with my Aunt Rose which Aunt Rose, people say yeah. pronounce it like, so when they, the question was, so what'd you do? I went to California with my Aunt Rose. And I go, is she really an aunt? Real corny comedy. So what's, what's any uh, things to look for? Where, where can we see you and your, you know, past, oh, present? Where can people look? To- all the Hallmark Christmas shows. Oh, we- really? They've been filming a lot of Hallmark uh, TV shows here in Connecticut. There's something yeah. called Synthetic Cinema. What's that? Is that a, They're a production company. Oh, that's the name of a production Synthetic company? Synthetic Cinema. Oh. And it's one of the few productions that is still in Connecticut. They had the tax incentive taken away several years ago. We mm. used to have Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. Everyone was in Connecticut filming. Yeah, they At, shot stuff in Reading. Mm. It was wonderful. So for some reason, this um, Hallmark show... The Hallmark Christmas specials are shot in scenic Connecticut, up in Stonington and Norwich and New London. And what so, do you usually cast? The, I mean, are tip, are you have a typical kind of casting, you know, um, whatever personality? Uh, well, I was telling someone. I said, "Oh, I live in a Hallmark movie," and they said, "Rachel, you are a Hallmark Christmas movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't live in a Hallmark." <laughs> Christmas movie. You are a Hallmark Christmas movie. And I did just take the Christmas tree down March seventh. So I guess it's true. (laughs) But um, what other things? Have you ever worn prosthetics? Is that the right word? No, I haven't. No elaborate, (laughs) like you know. No, but and it's no 
fun playing a body either. That's oh, a- <laughs> oh, you've been have you have you been a dead body on on uh, Law and Order? This was a movie Sinister with Ethan Hawke. Oh yeah, that was it was so scary even to shoot that I I can't even watch the film. Oh. You know, to see yourself. even though you know it's make believe, yeah, it's just, yeah, too creepy, it's, yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> these are still frightening films. Um, yeah, so it's always fun to do a Hallmark Christmas movie where everyone has to be happy. It's fun, and then I'm on the board of directors at Westport Community Theater, oh. a little local gem, which so many people don't even know about. Yeah, do you? I, I used to apprentice there in high school. I mean, it was, I mean, what, you know, it was... Is it still at the Westport, at the at Town, Town Hall? Uh, Town Hall, but when I go to the Chamber of Commerce move, um, Chamber of Commerce events, I'll give out a couple of tickets as a raffle. Local people have never heard. Mm. I've never seen any ad. No, I you mean, don't I used even to know a, that there's a Westport I used to be on their newsletter, and I never see ads or Facebook posts about it. Oh. I the, guess I have to re-get a newsletter, you know, like reinstate my address <laughs> if I want to get notices. Do you, I don't do you act in them, too? No, I'm just on oh, the play the selection committee and board of directors, and we're trying very hard to make sure this theater lasts. Well, it's <laughs> the last, like I said, uh, high school, so it's, it's been around for at least 60 years, 50 or 60 years. Yeah, we have so many hidden gems, <laughs> hidden I, in plain sight. Yeah, yeah. Right have you ever acted any of the productions here? No, I haven't. Yeah, you just, I mean, you yeah. might have just asked that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, but we're auditioning if you like to audition for anything. I, I, went, I was in a couple of things, but um, luckily I got to read. It was a reading, so you got to oh, carry yeah, the script around. Oh, yeah, I couldn't around. memorize. Oh, yeah, goodness. that would be horrible to have to memorize. So we got to do the thing, and I was, you know, hold the scripts. And I was like a lead character about my, it was about your father, you know, not connecting with your father and all this kind of stuff. I remember, mom came to see me oh, and she, she walked out in the middle of it. Ooh, I was thinking, was she? Yeah. Isn't that so put weird? Yeah. And she, I never questioned. I don't know if I asked her. I was so like, what? I, it was not offensive or anything. Maybe she thought it was the about her job. or something. Parents job to sit through the worst thing you're doing. You know? And I was yeah. like, what? And I saw that while I was doing the thing. So she yeah. walks out. I tried to concentrate. <laughs> oh, no, I was actually doing you it. saw her walk yeah, out. Yeah, well, I'm doing performing. Oh, you know, like I'm reading this thing and I'm the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm looking up at her every once in a while to see her reaction. And then she gets up and walks out. Whoa. Never was. <laughs> that was That's... weird. When I was an apprentice at the play, Westport Playhouse, also oh. in high school, um, they had an apprentice showcase, and all the apprentices got to act. Oh. And I had to do it, and I'd never acted. And they invited Broadway, like Bowsley Crowther, I think was his name. I mean, the New York Times theater critic, and all these theater critics from the major newspapers. And that was the big to-do in the full house. And I think there was like six one-act plays, and I was in one of them. And it was just a two-character play. I... I I have no memory of it except I don't know. I, I don't even know if I spoke. I just can't. It, it was so uh, f- frightening the oh, whole experience. Love the Westport Country Playhouse. Yeah. You, you didn't you do like um, you were an apprentice or a sound effects person at that theater in Nash's barn where Sandy oh, yeah. Dan, who became the guy on Seinfeld. What's his what was his oh, character? Oh yeah, yeah, it was Morty or something mm-hmm. from with the, he had the pen. Oh, and the he was, crazy he was, pen. He was a friend of uh, Seinfeld's parents. Um, yeah, there was it was a, one of the first improvisational theaters. It was called the Premise. I think it was a spinoff of Second City. So that was also in high school, and it was behind Nash's Pond on in the barn at Nash's Pond. And uh, where is that? Right down the street here, behind oh. Michael Bolton's house. Michael Bolton's oh. house was behind Nash's Pond. Used to have skating there. Yeah, there was an ice house, an oh. old ice house, and it turned into this tiny little theater. And it was so great. 
and there was four characters and Sandy Barron was one he actually played Lenny Bruce on Broadway and then there was a guy named Peter Bonners who went on to direct all of Bob Newhart's shows oh, yeah. and the, the women I don't there was a, an actress called Marcy Hubert and I can't remember the other one I don't think they much became of them but they were nobody then but they had these great you know it was one of those things where they'd ask have you ever done improv where they ask for words uh, from the audience oh, yeah, name a fun. place name a thing name a thing yeah. you can do that yeah, that's really fun. Is it? <laughs> With Cliff Pia. Do you remember Al oh, Pia? Yeah, no, sure. Cliff, so yeah. Al Pia was the the uh, drama teacher yeah. at uh, Staples. Uh-huh. I took some of my first classes with him. But Cliff Pia, we used to do the Palace Production Center in Norwalk, and we did comedy improv. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's really fun. Yeah. I guess when it works, it must be really I thrilling. did improv once, and it was exciting, and then I picked, made some bad choices. And <laughs> yeah. It was like dead silence. Like, oh, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> but it was, you know, I was getting all, like, in, you know, oh, hubris, you know, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. so good, you know, I'm going to, you know, they love that last thing I did, and now <laughs> I'm going to do this thing, and yeah, it was, I made a couple of bad choices, but uh, it was fun. I mean, generally, it was very, a lot of fun yeah. to make up stuff. Okay, well, we've made up this whole half hour, so that's the end of Oh Brother, not another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not another ending to another brother. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, with Rachel Constantine. Thank you. Any last words? Uh, any promos? or Promos? <laughs> come, come to the Westport Community Theater. <laughs> come support our local theater. Come up to the pop-up opening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when is the pop-up opening? Um, Wednesday. Oh yeah, well this one nobody will hear this uh, long after that. But yeah, yeah the pop at the Westport Playhouse, the artist collective of Westport is now partnering with the Westport Playhouse. Yay! This, <laughs> we're doing this for the library. So till next time. We get a lot of stuff. Bye. Here.